0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie Mulgrew will captain Scotland against Costa Rica tomorrow. Alex McLeish says he's looking to bring back swagger and bravado to the national team. And Cedric Kipre wins his appeal against the red card picked up against Celtic on Sunday. I'm Gordon Duncan. I'm joined this evening by Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Yep, um, looking forward, Gordon, to the game um, tomorrow. I know there's not been a lot of tickets sold to date, but... It's the start of a new chapter for us as a, a national team. We've got some young, fresh blood in there that everyone's been calling out for. And I would just like to offer, first and foremost, congratulations to a, an ex-teammate of mine's and a mate of mine's, Charlie Mulgrew, because a great honour, you know, being named captain. And it might only be for one game, but it's still a great achievement for him to be leading out his country. Sorry? <laughs> well, Dale's when just... you agree with, with me and Charlie Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. at all No, I'm delighted that Obviously Charlie McGrew is a friend of yours Mark, you've played with him uh, Along with a numerous amount of players in your career <laughs> yeah. um, So one day one of them had to end up the captain uh, again As Scott Brown was before But uh, no, I think Mark's right I think he's touched on it That uh, a lot of young players in there Desperate to show what they can do, Gordon, and uh, really looking forward to tomorrow night. And uh, hopefully, we can get the crowd up a little bit. I know the ticket sales have been poor, but um, you know, get along there and support the young lads. They deserve this chance, they deserve their opportunity. And obviously, Alec McLeish, James McFadden, and Peter Grant starting on a new journey. Not just about Scotland tonight, of course, though. Cedric Kipri winning that appeal against the red card picked up against Celtic on Sunday. It was one that we debated at length on Monday night's programme. Now that we've had a decision on that, feel free to get in touch. As always, the number 0141 We're on Twitter, at Clyde SSB as well. So as... We mentioned Charlie Mulgrew will captain Scotland tomorrow. Alex McLeish says he had uh, no hesitation giving him the armband for the game against Costa Rica, saying he's the natural choice due to his experience. The Blackburn defender's in line to win his 33, 33rd cap, I should say, when he leads the team out at Hamden. And McLeish is looking for him to be an example for the younger players in the squad. Charlie is a natural choice, I feel. And, and it's for this game. And we'll see what happens in the next game. As a, a leader on the park, presumably you expect him to lead by example. Yeah, and, he, and he, he's been doing that all, all his career, and, and certainly this year with Blackburn, you know, he's excelled and he really looks a class act in that particular league. But we know that he's played at the top level and that the Scotland international is. Routine for Charlie, and uh, we we want him to help the young kids run about him, or younger guys coming into the team maybe for the first time. We could have, we've got potentially ten new caps, but uh, Charlie's good, a good leader, and uh, I think he deserves to be captain. We will hear from the man himself in just a moment or two. So Charlie McGrew, the captain for tomorrow. What do you make of that decision? And are you reading anything into it going forward, or is it just a, a one-time thing? Mm, well I don't know I think Alex Is touching it Pretty well there When he says There's a, a lot of new guys In the squad You know They say 10 Uncapped players And Charlie 
you know, looking at it, 33 caps, he's playing a lot of big games, not just for for Scotland, but for, for Celtic and Blackburn and, and so on. And I know he's hugely respected in the squad, you know, very popular member, hey, every squad he goes to, you know, he's a funny guy, very approachable, and everybody seems to go on him. And obviously the new coaching teams went in, they would have known Charlie before, obviously, but went in and seen that instantly in the, in the few days they've had training together. So I think it's a good choice for now. I don't know if, what way it'll go further down the line. Still a, a lot of responsibility to put on a, a a young player. You know, if we're chatting about Kieran Tierney, I think he'll be there to, whenever he wants to be there, Kieran Tierney playing for the national team. But it's a lot to put on his shoulders right now. A lot of responsibility. I know he's a leader. Um, Andy Robertson as well uh, You know is a name that's been mentioned Because it probably the amount of caps he'll, he'll get Just now Is it too early? I'm not so sure I would I would maybe like to see them just concentrate on their own game Maybe for a year or two um, and, and let one of the older guys I, th- I, think it's a, I think for tomorrow night Gordon it's a perfect fit Because as Alec touched on there in his interview They could be up to as many as 10 new caps Now they'll want to concentrate and just performing with the jersey and, and showing Alec and showing the country what they can do. So I think picking an experienced player who's been there before, 33 caps, plays at the back, well, as Mark touched on, well-respected professional, uh, I think it's the right choice. So you don't think there's anything to read into it going forward? For instance, you know, if it was going to be Andy Robertson permanently, why is it not him this well, time? That, Nothing that, in it? Well, I there. don't know. I think if it was going to be Andy Robertson... Now is a perfect opportunity. Well, it might just be that Alex McLeish just simply has not made his mind up. Maybe we're all. Maybe I'm. I'm asking Perhaps you to read well, too much into it. Well, these games are is, is a perfect opportunity for him. If Charlie goes in there, does a good job, and I'm not just talking about on the pitch. Everybody knows what a captain brings on the pitch, leadership and all that stuff that comes with it. But off the pitch, you know, if Alex sees him doing a, a very good job round the hotel in the dressing room, he might just think, "Aye, that's the guy for me in the future." So he's got what. Today and uh, tomorrow and Tuesday Maybe to prove himself I think we're, we're second guessing here Gordon But I sort of agree with the point that you said there I think if it could have been quite easy I think Alex will have a real idea in his head Who the captain's going to be And if it was going to be a certain Andy Robertson Then Tierney's not there Put him in If they're doing well He's always got the excuse of saying Well listen We're doing well in these friendlies I'm I'm liking the way Robertson's going about his business I've got a sneaky feeling I could be wrong But the captains don't bother me um, I think Kieran Tierney will be the captain Scott. 01419511025 to get in touch We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well John's in Linwood, hi John How's Gordon Mushroom and the legend? Hi John Right John Legend, uh, going to the game tomorrow night mm-hmm. uh, But I'd like to ask you did, did you ever see the film that Alan McCoy's made uh, A Shot at Glory? Yes I did, yes did you, I, I've been trying to get that for years man Is it, I, I just thought I was the only one I've never seen it uh, Anyway well, you're the lucky one <laughs> That's not my point But I think Alex Has got a shot at glory uh, And he's getting it twice um, I was actually worried about You know how the Scotland fans Would turn out for this one I know it's a friendly Costa Rica There are no mugs uh, It's important for Alex uh Obviously, to be supported by the fans, and I hope. Uh, I think you said, Gordon, that there was a few uh, tickets sold today. Uh, but I think it's important for Alex. It's his second time around uh, that he gets some kind of result. You know, I mean, I think now the Scotland fans would. Well, obviously, 
It'd be great if we won tomorrow, don't get me wrong, Alex, first game in charge, it's a, a positive thing. But uh, at Hamden, I'm just hoping we, we don't get, you know, we, we don't get beat. But if we can get at least a performance out of the players, the young players, it's a positive. Now, the Scotland fans have two choices. Either support Alex or go and watch England. And I, I know, uh, you know, Alex wasn't the, the first choice. The SFA made a, a backside of everything. But now it's time to support the Scotland manager and hopefully we, we can get some kind of result to take forward into our, our future football. But John, you said it there perfectly. We need a performance and ideally a win for fans to... To really get behind Alex because Something to buy into uh, There's no doubt It's a split Still a split opinion Over him being Appointed manager And It would I think it would just make it A wee bit more difficult If this week Didn't go to plan Now I'm I'm hopeful like everybody else That Scotland come out with That kind of freshness You know the younger players And there's a lot of pace in that team Put on a performance Especially at Hamden That gets people On your side right away But um you, I'm just hoping for that You know I hope it, it Isn't one of the Drab affairs Where The players are a bit This is a meaningless Friendly And you know The players going out On the pitch Have to prove That they're good enough You know You you would think That they're dying To show This new manager Right I'm I'm here For the long run In this Scotland team I'm not just here Because it's A meaningless friendly I'm here to prove to you I can play at this level So that's what I'm hoping for You know A bit of energy And enthusiasm For the boys that are picked yeah, I think yeah, I think Alec will get that. Um, I know that people will say the result is it that important because for years now we've been saying get the get the young players in there. Alex decided to go along that road, uh, bring in players that were in form. Like I'm really disappointed, and I said it on Tuesday. Dylan McGeoch, for instance, I think he's been absolutely yeah. superb this year. Unfortunately, misses out through injury. But it's still nice to win and build a momentum with these young players. Um, we're now at stage we're starting to rebuild under Alan McLeish and his staff. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do play tomorrow night. I just don't like the friendlies, Gordon, when... And I can understand, I've been there as a manager. Um, you play first 45 minutes and then you change about seven or eight players. I, I don't like that. I, I would like to see the friendlies used... As in getting a good 75 minutes plus maybe 80 or whatever it is for most of them And then use the other friendlies to bring in, uh, other players in from the start That playing for 45 minutes and then changing it I think that turns off the fans And I think that players get too anxious thinking I might only get 45 minutes here to show what I can do And they, over, they overdo it sometimes instead of just relaxing So I'm sure Alec with his experience I'll, uh, I'll work that out to the, his own advantage The fixture as well I'm looking at the fixture Costa Rica Now I know Alex didn't pick this But You're looking at it And it's a kind of Unknown quantity With Costa Rica You know if you're playing One of the European teams Like Hungary You kind of can gauge Where you mm. You know the qualifying Costa Rica could turn up to Hamden And And You know be really poor Or You might just get them But they're lower they're In at. the rankings And we, we are But I mean but do they matter? Are they not? No, no I was going to say. Uh, but Th- Thomas, Thomas, Thomas Brooks sums it up. He says, "Can you believe back in 1990 when we faced Costa Rica, they were regarded as minnows? And now look at the difference. They've been to five yeah. World Cups and a quarter final last time out. So, yeah. um, it's well, it's certainly going to be a test. Yeah, well, they're off to the World Cup in the summer. They're in World Cup mode. Yeah, yeah. they've got they've got experience of being in the World Cup. These players that we are playing, well, most of them, 
They've never played for their country. Mm. Um, you know, but I think I think sometimes putting young guys in there and a bit of experience round about them, you've got to give them the opportunity. First and foremost, give them the opportunity, give them a few games, see what they're all about. You maybe get one or two real diamonds out of it. I think like say guys like John McGinn, I think he's ready for the, the challenge, the opportunity again there. You know, as I touched on McGeek, I thought would have been terrific. But there's a lot of players in there and uh, you know, Patterson, for instance, at Cardiff, when I said he was the worst right back and I was showed up to be right. He's, he's, on, now, the, he's on the defenders list. No, he's, play, the squad. he's playing as a number 10. I know, but he's on the defenders list. Alex has put him on the defenders list. He's Gordon. a goal scorer. Well, if Alex listens to the show tonight, I hope he takes on the bit of advice. Are you going to say he's, he's, he'll play up front? Uh, I don't know. He's playing the number 10 role for Cardiff. Mm. Now, if he's playing in that role, and I said it for years on this programme, He's not a defender. He can't defend for, for his life. He's a bit like yourself. Good going forward and gets a goal. But fantastic going to Cardiff. He's come back for a real bad injury. The boy deserves his... T- He's a goal threat. And I've said it all along. He was Hart's best goal threat at right back, but Hart's worst defender. Let's speak to Mark in Port Glasgow. Hi, Mark. Hi, Panel. How you doing? What's your point tonight, Mark? I'm quite glad that Tierney and Robertson never got it. Cause I don't really... I think your captain's got to be in the midway park. I'm just a bit surprised with Charlie Milgrew getting it because he's not got the best history of looking after young ones, does he? Oh, I see oh, where you're going with that one, no, Mark. No, no, uh, no, Mark. On a serious footballing note, though, Mark, uh, what, what type of character of is he? Oh, Charlie, oh, look, he's, he's, liked, by, he he's liked by everybody and I, I, I feel that for a captain is very important Now I know people, like I say, captains about being on the pitch and leading and Scott Brown shows that as well you know, aggression on the pitch but off the pitch, Scott Brown was very liked or is very liked and very funny guy, very popular Charlie's exactly the same you know, popular everywhere he goes popular with the, the coaching staff a kind of joker of the pack but He's got a serious head on him as well So uh, uh, Mark's point about it being In the middle of the park Traditionally You look at captains Throughout the years They probably have been The spine of the team The goalie The centre half Or or Centre midfielder, midfielder or, a, or a striker But I mean we've had some great captains That play full back and, and wingers In the times as well And You know If it's going to be Andy Robertson Or Kieran Tierney Further down the line I wouldn't have any complaints Were you ever a captain Mark being a defender? Aye how do who, who with Barton? Uh, no, I was well. Scotland under twenty one captain for a good bit. And, and uh, did you feel being a captain uh, that that team was you involved in it, or did you just you know concentrate on your game and do your wee bit? I, I, I was more. I was more. I try to lead on the pitch. You know, by with my effort and example. You know, not be skilling it that, but just, yeah, we know that. Nah, you okay? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but that's the way I try to try to lead, and obviously a bit of information. And it's, I know it's a different level Scotland under 21s We had a lot of uncapped Younger players come in I thought I was quite good mm-hmm. at You know And grossing them into the squad And you know You'll be alright And things like that So that'll be the role That Charlie He's been there You know 33 times He'll he'll bring guys in And, and you know And make them feel comfortable yeah. Mark on the line Are you reading anything Into it long term Or do you think This is just A, a one off decision And then it gets You know White clean again Going forward I think this is just a one-off decision because they've not got that many experienced players in the squad so I don't think the choice was that great. Here's the, here's the other thing, Mark. If you um, this Two Marks here, it's getting quite confusing. Mark the Mushroom in the mm-hmm. studio. Thank you. Um, 
if it is going to be Kieran Tierney going forward Mark's theory about him being not in the middle of the field Might not really be a problem Because I think there's a real groundswell of opinion That Scotland will probably go forward with a back three And Kieran Tierney will be one of them Yeah, so he's he's moving into a more central area um, That is a, a, a real possibility When you've got two outstanding left backs it's. Um, I don't think the solution is playing one left back and one left mid I think that takes... A lot away from the guy that's playing left mid or left wing um, it's Different game Receiving the ball uh, In your body position is totally different So I think you're right I think Kieran Tierney might be the left hand side Of that three man defence and, and then I suppose you could influence things uh, A wee bit better He's played there plenty of times before So it'll be nothing new to him Okay thank you to Mark in Port Glasgow We'll get back to Scotland I'm sure later on We've got plenty more to hear from uh, Charlie Mulgrew and Alex McLeish We're going to talk about Cedric Kipri And that red card after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel here with me, Gordon Duncan, uh, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A few tweets coming in about Charlie Mulgrew being the Scotland captain for tomorrow. One here, uh, Wee Doughball, who's tweeting quite a lot these days, says, Don't think anyone on the phone and even mentioned Charlie, but now it's been said, I'm not surprised. Great choice. I've always said Celtic shouldn't have let him go. He would be our best uh, centre half. Who else have we got here? Uh, Yep a few more coming in as well Soccerzine says Any national football team That qualifies From the South American region Must be decent Although I think Costa Rica Are from the Central American region Anyway 01419511025 If you want to get involved In the phones We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB As well The only Big piece of club news If you like today Is that Motherwell defender Cedric Kipri Has won his appeal Against the red card He was shown against Celtic On Sunday I'm sure you've all seen the incident We debated it on Monday night He was sent off by Craig Thompson Late in the first half Following a, a tangle Shall we say With Scott Brown Near the middle of the field What do you make of that? That's been overturned It's been reduced to yellow Yeah best result um, I said on the day Gordon uh, Watching it um, It was never a red card I thought the referee ha- I'm one of these guys That stick up for referees But he handled that one badly And uh, I felt for Motherwell that day uh, it worked in their favour Because mm. every one of them You know Decided to Really dig in and graft And uh, they got a A terrific uh, point Against Celtic But the incident Itself Gordon Was uh, It was a poor mistake And I'm sure uh, Craig Thompson Will look back at it He only gets one chance To see it remember uh, But even at that He should have made The right decision And uh, the SFA Have made the right decision Did he run the risk no? Keep it. I know what you're saying And I agree with you Kicking out I mean it's It's silly From him I know the heat in a moment And things And you're You know Tangling with somebody In the ground But You can't You can't kick out Because there's always Somebody I mean if that's At the side of the referee's eye And the way Scott Goes down He he probably He shouldn't have done that Of course He he made the most of it But if that's At the referee's eye And you see Scott Brown You know he's He's making the referee Make that decision Where if he doesn't Kick out I and thought, I know it's the wrong decision, I, I, but still, the ref seen something. I thought, I thought, Mark, at the beginning when I when I watched it and I seen the red card, I thought he'd given it for the first incident. I no. really did, and then I realised, no, he's not. He's not given it. He's not given anything for that. But you've got the fact that the two players, right? Scott Brown goes with the push. Keeper gets uh, his his feet up in the air. 
Was it a last shout? Was it was it a, a red cut? Of course it wasn't. It, it, it was a case of a, a referee with his experience should have come over there and the worst. If he's going to even up, two yellows, let's play on but and get on with I the think game. to answer your point, Mark, it was a sending off for violent conduct, okay? And then right. the, okay. The, appeal, the appeal today is all about Motherwell or Cedric Kipri arguing that that was not violent conduct. Now, by the letter of the law, for something to be considered violent conduct, that is when a player uses or attempts to use excessive force or brutality. Mm. So when you watch that back, although Kipri, I think you said silly, perhaps that that's a fair word, and... And listen, the panel obviously agreed with this logic. How would you really argue that that was excessive force? Yeah, you can. I, I says it was the right decision. Looking back on it, you're right. But my point is, doing it, he puts himself in danger because if the ref's looking at the ball, because the ball had already travelled on, if I'm right in saying, yeah. and he's obviously keeping his eye on that. Now, if he sees any sort of movement with a tangle and Scott Brown go down the way he did. He makes the referee make a decision Whether if he doesn't do that We're not talking about anything just now But it was anyway Bottom line is It was the right decision But He needs to just keep his temper In situations like that in the future He needs to keep his temper But Gordon's actually right Kind of helped Motherwell Because The ten guys that were left in the pitch Put in some shift to get a good result Not if you were fancying your chances Of going on and winning the game Gordon yeah, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a terrific but performance listen, with Motherwell. The, the thing the thing is these are pointless predictions yeah. because God, <laughs> Celtic see, see Celtic, Celtic maybe would have won four 0 if Mullow had eleven men on the park. Well, so you never that, know. That's right. And at the end of the day, I think that if deep down inside, if you say to Motherwell that they, they got a point that day, eleven v eleven, yeah. they're taking it. Of course they would. They've got the the the, the team that's romping away with the league. So already won the league cup. Um, you know, just had a terrific result at Ibrox with 10 men So when they come to your uh, home ground and you're playing against them You're thinking, this is going to be difficult I thought a lot of people, except for us Motherwell guys uh, Thought the Celtic were going to win the game So of course a point's a terrific point But uh, Mark touched on there and it was interesting to hear his comments about He says, well, Scott Brown going down the way he went down Do you think he went down too easy, Mark, and yeah. made the referee no, he did. make a decision? I think he did Well I, I think TV uh, Footage shows that I mean Bruni's never been one To To go down like that um, And You know Looking at the The footage You, you can't really defend it Because it's It's not What would you say Violent conduct Or, or dangerous yeah, Excessive whatever. force Excessive force It's nothing like that And um, There's no doubt With Scott going down And the two of them tangled And the referee Maybe catching it And he's uh, You know At the corner of his eye It's made him Brandish a red card John's in Paisley Hi John How you doing gentlemen George. Gordon John. Day before the semi-final Yeah Stop bumming my team up Will you do me a favour Because they were Borough Peters 10 Well two weeks ago And then after Saturday They're duds again So mm. there's a favour Stay away from it I mean they can become duds In 10 days That's my first point to you You know what I'm talking <laughs> I've about I've never used you? the word duds John Aye Bill you, Bill you Word of a cloud Put you in, put in the spot 10 days ago you were making the Rangers were superb and going to beat Celtic and 10 days later you're criticising them Murder McLeod never put me in the spot Joe well, John, John, John shame you come on have a, a, a wee dig which I quite like actually uh, right. make sure that you've got your facts right what you're saying I because heard Murder McLeod Ma- I heard but Murder McLeod. McLeod was not talking to me Gordon well, predicted sorry, Celtic not, to win the game 
well, we were talking about how you said about Rangers, right? You're, you're turning around about, but I'm just telling you, there's a favour. When the semi-final comes up, just keep your predictions to yourself, if you don't mind, please. OK, I think Celtic will win the same. <laughs> right. right. See before, Mark, see you're talking about this sending half. Scott Brown caused it. Yep. Scott Brown pushed him. Right, that's the first and foremost. Did he or did he not? Yeah, he did push him. That, I he mean, that doesn't, that doesn't mean he caused... That would be the well, push well, I mean, but, but, but the guy reacted slightly The guy reacted uh, slightly Because he did that Slightly hmm. react If Gordon, Scott Brown had touched him And then he done his act And not I mean He could go up with the pavilion And get a good act for that dive Or whatever you call it But My main point is The referee made A boo-boo again And nothing will happen to him Nothing the, the, It seems that there's Red cards rescinded And what there is Going forward that, that so does what, seem that does seem a point, John. This season, I mean, how many times have we been chatting about? Well, there aren't. Uh, to be accurate, there are not more rescinded than than stay. But I know where John's coming from, and where you're a lot coming of challenges. from. There's few. Like, Craig Thompson in Motherwell situations, particularly um, interesting as well, Mark, because that's five Motherwell players yeah. sent off, two rescinded, and hasn't yet sent anyone else off from the the rest of the the whole division. A, a coincidence, I'm sure, but still, it's quite something. It's quite something And like John says it, it seems like Nothing's going to be done I mean we're on here A lot now Talking about Teams that are going to appeal A red card And some Some come up like Cedric Kipres That they gets off with it and, and some obviously don't But It seems this season In particular There's been a lot And The referees just seem To keep rolling out To You know the top games Game after game I, I don't see many demoted <laughs> John, can, can I say something? I, I, I actually was looking forward to you coming on. The reason why I, I thought you were going to talk about Rangers because that's the team you support. Um, you were a you were a guy that would come on this phone and spoke numerous amounts of times about substitutes warming up. Oh, you've seen it, didn't you? How come? Well, you how come? Back to this? No, 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 because because John, <laughs> John, John always mentions us. Hold on, no, John comes on all the time and has a dig, and I said for the last two or three games that. Ibrox, where is John? Because I have never seen one. I can't go on. I can't go on. And blame Andy couldn't have let me on. I could talk about this all day. I don't see. No, rather than talk about Celtic and Scott Brown, talk about your own team. To be no. Listen, John can talk, talk about whatever he wants, and we're talking about Cedric Keeper and Scott Brown. You're I, just so happy, Gordon, because um, I just got go the better of you there. So you're just John. Easy, John. Yes, love that, John. <laughs> you did easy. <laughs> As well, he's trying to turn it around, John. Look at him there. Ah, yes. Talk about my team. Listen, if I could go on and talk about my team, I'll tell you right now. Talk about my team. The back four against Celtic were changed. Right, Cardozo wasn't he? Alves. Right, that's. Up until the two games, the last two games, we've been playing myself back four, and we've suffered. That's my personal opinion. We've suffered because of it. Albers plays for himself for twenty nine thousand pound a week, and you know what I mean. Russell Martin had a back injury. Bates went half quite early. Cardozo just showed that we've no good depth and pull centre half. And everybody's tearing Rangers apart, saying that they're this, that, and the next thing. Well, I put it down to just you know what I mean. Murray inexperienced. Not I mean against Celtic, he should have took a defender off. Not I mean and put somebody on up front. But why I don't know. We're playing with four men against Nibby up front. I doesn't understand. So you must me to talk about my team now, God, and now I'm talking. John, do you know what? See if there's, if there's a lesson. Celtic, if there's John. a lesson going forward, John, do not let Gordon DL tell you what to talk about. I've, I've don't, I don't know where he got that from, but it won't happen again. He wanted me. He wanted me to prove it, but I've been desperate to say it anyway. But as what I said, 
see the referees in Scotland, they can pay 850 quid a game and tell you what, they can do what the hell they like and nobody touches them and they just seem to get it time and time again. And no doubt Wally Cullen or Craig Thompson and John Beaton or whatever one it'll be, will get a semi-final and we'll be talking about them again as normal. Do you know what I mean? And that's the way it seems Time and time again Okay, thanks to John in Paisley I I, I want to do a study On what percentage of our callers are called John Because I just feel like every night We've got Mm -hmm. So that was John in Paisley Here's John in Parkhead Hi John Hi, how you doing mate? All good, what's your point tonight? Uh, It's just a point to Gordon and Mark See, I mean I I, I agree with what happened With the decision with the guy Against the the Celtic Murrowell game That it was rescinded But but what I ask right is What's the difference then? Between Simovic and the the one that happened the Saturday against, uh, Sunday against Motherwell, I mean Simovic was watching the ball and he, he didn't deliberately elbow Morales in the face, did he? Yeah, he did. Yes, he did, John. Yeah, he did. I still, I disagree with you, Gordon. I agree with John. I still <laughs> don't think he deliberately did it. Mark, I, I, I'm watching oh. it for ten yards away. And you actually see him He had a look first He knows what he's doing He knows where Morelos is He turns away to say Well I'm not looking at him He knows exactly what he's doing If you're right, telling me that's the same You're talking nonsense Yes yeah, on you go John Alright well alright then uh, Gordon what I'll put to you then right Is uh-huh. See, see uh, when you, you can Mark disagrees with you right But see the one that happened on Sunday Against Brown He deliberately He deliberately went to kick him Although it was minimum contact So is it, how is that no violent then? Because as, as I explained John Violent conduct has to, And by the way it's different Now this is where it perhaps becomes a bit confusing It is different when it's to the face But if you're talking about what Cedric Kipri did For that to be considered violent conduct and This is not my opinion at all This is, this is the rule It has to be considered excessive force Right okay No problem It's a but bit different I, when it's to the I, face some of it, was excessive force, well, as I said, it's not quite the same test. I don't think Gordon. Had, the rules off the top of my head, but it falls into two categories. It's different when it's to the face. John, what might be a bit of a telltale sign? I have not heard anyone in the Celtic camp complaining about Sumanovic's red card. Am I wrong? No, no, it's not. I, I, I'm just saying, but trying to figure out what the difference is with the rule. No, if I mean, I would think if somebody deliberately went to kick you or hit you, it would be classed as violent. Right here we are. I found it for you. I found it for you, John. So as I said to you about excessive force when it's on the ground, if you like, um, but also it says in addition, a player who, when not challenging for the ball, deliberately strikes an opponent or any other person on the head or face with the hand or arm is guilty of violent conduct unless the force used was negligible. So there you go. See what I can agree with Gordon is he's saying it was ten yards away. It was deliberate. You know he meant it. And I think, I think, the, word, I think the word deliberate is really difficult in football well, because how do you get inside uh, someone's head? Well, he, that's what he was doing. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, how long was it? 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or whatever. And uh-huh. then the second half, he's right in front of the linesman. He's yeah. going for the ball. Celtic are in a game here. They're wanting to win the game. And he's so, I tell you what, I'm going to get away with us. You know what I'm going to do? Manelas has been backing into his all day and he's getting his hard time. I'm going to elbow him in the face. I don't because think he's thinking Do you think he just says he's deliberate? I think he know. Uh, listen, I, he looks. It's never deliberate. Well, here's here's another thing, Mark. Well, go and watch it again. You know, being in football, if you got a wrong doing against you, the first thing you do is you go off your head and you argue with the referee. 
No chance. He knew he was on a red. He knew he was walking. And Gordon touched on it. Nobody for Celtic even questioned it. Come on. Get the green and white hoops off. 01419511025. We're going to take more of your calls after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. If you want to get in touch, we're at 01419511025 and we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. 45 minutes into the show, Gordon, I've tried my hardest. I'm, mm. I've tried to not mention it, but every time I look at Mark Wilson, the shine of that red face <laughs> is so off-putting. I'm worried about how I'm going to continue with the rest of the show. That is a sunbed nightmare he's if like, ever I saw one. He's like a ah. banana. He's about to peel. I've, I have never. Sh- I thought he was an Ibiza, just ah. off the plane. Mark, boys, I boys, tried boys. 45 minutes Jeez, I said I wouldn't on. mention it I can't help it It is it is I'm in pain here guys I know I'm, I'm going to take my dinner off you I mentally yeah. I'm his, his wife is going to see him Mark up And heat my side of the bed up tonight <laughs> Before I get Like I had uh, I had a wee bit of spare time This morning And uh, I thought I'll get a bit of running about Do you guys have spare time Every Morning, you ah, retired well, football ah, types. well, and uh, I thought I'll go for a wee sunbed. <laughs> um, and the lady offered me we, six minutes. I thought <laughs> six minutes. <laughs> me, <laughs> it's an amateur joking. I said, "Gee's nine And uh, <laughs> I came out and I thought, <laughs> I actually came out and I thought, I wasn't switched on. That wasn't that warm. Until later on in the day, had a shower before I came here, and I mean, I'm, look in, at, I'm in pain. Look at his knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I made a, a wee bit of an error. Uh, listen, I appreciate this as radio, and uh, hopefully you're you're getting the picture. But this is you should see him, unbelievable. Anyway, Jerry's in Erskine. Hi, Jerry. Hi, guys. Um, sure point tonight. I take it Mark looks like Rodney Trotter at that uh, yes. Topsy Club in Ibiza. Incredible, honestly. The heat coming off him, Jerry. Ah, I can feel it from here. Dear, oh dear. Anyway, what's your point tonight? Right tonight, I've just got to go back to the, these uh, these friendlies. Now, I find that the sanity of these two, the second two, the second double header at the end of May. I feel sorry a wee bit for McLeish that he's been offered with these two things that Reagan's left him. I mean, I don't understand that the uh, the, the actual uh, thought process of picking these, I don't know who picks who, I don't know if you approach and everybody gives each other dates, can you play then or can you, whatever it is. But um, a lot of people think that Peru and Mexico are next door to each other. They're in different hemispheres. Peru's in South America. You quite, quite rightly said Costa Rica tomorrow night is in Central America and Mexico's in North America. Now, that's, as I say, different hemispheres. Now, it's it's a 15-hour flight from, from Glasgow to Peru and then they've only got, there's only four days between these two games and it's another 3,000 miles up to Mexico. That's equivalent of uh, up Glasgow to New York. Now, these young, boy, young boys will be absolutely cream-crackered and they won't be able to show anything like their potential, I don't think. So it's absolute mental that, that, that these these two games have been have been chosen. Now this will will possibly make McLeish not look very good because uh, these these guys. I mean, there'll be loads of call offs by the way. I'm certain, but perhaps McGinn, McGinn, Tierney, Matt Ritchie, people like that may call off. They don't want to spend all that time there, fifteen hour flight. So uh, uh, it's it's crazy to understand. 
even the fans won't be able to get there because they'll need a, a long loan to get down to Peru um, to, to, to watch them. Although there will be some there, I'm, I'm sure. But I don't see the benefit because Peru and Mexico are both at World Cup as are Costa Rica. And you would think with 12 days to go, because these games take place 11, 12 days before their first games in the World Cup, you would think those games would be scheduled for Hamden, which is the same as Russia as in Northern Europe, to get those two teams acclimatised. Let me put it to the panel, Jerry. I think we, we get where you're going, and I know this has not been popular, Mark. Um, mm. It was one of Stuart Reagan's uh, legacies, if you like, when, mm. when he left Hamden. And I understand it from the concept of looking at league football, uh, sorry, European qualifiers coming around next year and all that, and after a long season. But I mean, just, just as a for instance, I mean, Wales were away playing in China today and so on. Do, do we make too, too big a deal of these things in this country? Um I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's a, a foolish, foolish couple of fixtures. I'm, I must admit, I'm, I'm with Jerry all the way. I mean, me, a player, love to represent my country and all that. But at the end of a long, hard season, going to Peru and Mexico, no. Mark, no if there's a chance to say your first call up, or even just now, your third call up as a young player. You know, you've got a couple Aye. of players. There's, I, 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 I can't remember who it was, but a couple of players come out and said, "Look, if uh, I got a call up to go to these games," and and Jerry makes a a, a real good point about the travelling and trying to impress and everything. But as a young player, if you're trying to break into the international scene, you'll go anywhere. Of course, but it's a different. It's going to be a different environment, a different game for them going there. So I'm not you know, saying I know I'm agreeing with Jerry, uh, but. I'm yeah. saying as, a, as an opportunity oh, You're going to go But are you going to get a true reflection Of uh, how good a player you are well, surely, At a national level well, uh, Travelling in four days between the games But surely there's some benefit to testing yourself Against players that you don't usually test yourself well, yeah, against Yeah but I mean Different styles if it's, Jerry mentions it's not Europe Different hemispheres Different style of football Different culture But the majority of games Scotland are going to play Is against European The real games that matter are against European sides Yeah but surely you... So if you're trying to judge Your players you bring in I know what you're saying It's great to play against South American teams And all these You know different styles of football But if you're looking to bring Players into the squad And you're going right What young players can we trust In these qualifiers um, Surely European games Will be better to judge that Rather than You know Travelling them Or the, the other side of the world And not getting a real reflection Of, of how they can perform At that level Jerry Yeah Remember Michael O'Neill, the guy we really, really wanted, by all accounts, mm-hmm. to become the new Scotland manager. Yeah. He obviously took Northern Ireland to Euro 2016, and he put a lot of their success down to a South American tour that they went on before the 2014 World Cup. Exactly the same circumstances. Everyone said it was meaningless. They went and played Uruguay. They went and played Chile. One in Uruguay, one in Chile. And he said that that trip... Went a huge way to letting them shake off their small time mentality. It did wonders for the group, and it was from there on that their form picked up. Listen, I am not saying it's going to have the same effect, but what if it does? Well, it's, it would be a bonding thing, no matter where they went, whether the four or five games over a, a month and a half. It was a bonding thing. Um, the situation I see is that these guys, um, if they go there, McLeish is, is really on, on a a shelf here because he could get shot down because if I can't see Scotland winning neither of those two games and these young guys might lose a lot of confidence 
if uh, if these two teams we make a beat two two or three nothing in both games, that's going to have absolutely no benefit at all. Uh, I just don't understand it. I mean, I know you're saying it, but I didn't know about Michael O'Neill doing that. Um, but that would be a far longer situation. We've only got with, with the travelling between the two countries. Um, it's only four days, the 29th of May and the 2nd of June, to go all that distance. Michael O'Neill's probably, as I say, probably been two or three or four weeks to, to play these teams. This is completely different. It was a 10 day tour of South America. So they went a couple of days, then they played Uruguay, a couple of days in between, but, then they played Chile. But was that, did you say, in preparation for the, the Euros, did you say? No, in preparation for the World Cup that they weren't going to, the exact same as, as what we have this time around. Right, okay. I thought you were going to say it was for prep that they were going to a tournament or no. or it was a squad Chile that, were that going were, to the World Cup that was together, um, you know, and, and more experience. But again, see if you look Listen, at the four fixtures Costa Rica, Hungary, Peru and Mexico, I mean <laughs> they could be easier teams to play your first four games against, you know, two of them being the other side of the world, one away. It's it's going to be a tough ask for Alex McLeish and the, and the young team. Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Thirty seconds, as many questions right as you can, head to head with one of the pundits for the chance to win a signed ball. Mark Wilson might even throw in some sunbed vouchers as well <laughs> by the look of his face this evening. But if you fancy your chances, right now is the time to go and pick up the phone. Dial oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Do it right now, and you could play Beat the Pundit after the news. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly. Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. If you want to get in touch, you will find us at 01419511025 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. But in the meantime. Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Let's meet tonight's contestant. Mark and Gordon are both standing by for Beat the Pundit, and they're going to be up against Ryan Johnson from the Gorbals. Hi, Ryan. Hi, how are you doing? How are things tonight, Ryan? Not bad, guys. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad at all. Would you Would you have a preference if I gave you the choice? I'm not even going to. But if I did, who would you rather play? Oh, it's got to be Mark. Got to be Mark Anything to get somebody over Supporting Celtic Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's wanting to turn it Into the rivalry I don't <laughs> mind that I certainly right, don't right. mind that And also a, a big mention to everyone On Twitter Who's sent back pictures Of red mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> In light of Mark's oh, geez, I, Sunbed I drama on this show Yeah, <laughs> Mark Don't worry about it I've been there myself oh, Cheers Ryan Cheers <laughs> uh, Anyway right Let's toss the coin Heads it is Mark Wilson Tails it's Gordon DL And it's Tails So I'm afraid Mark's gonna Maybe just Mark's gonna go and get the um, after sun on for okay. a couple of minutes over in the corner, try and cool himself down, and Gordon Dale is gonna take you on. So let's give him Clyde two in his ear so that he can't steal your answers. Ryan, it's thirty seconds head to head. You can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pundit. Okay. Cheers. Who will captain Scotland against Costa Rica on Jam Friday? On, which Scottish team plays at fourth bank? Pass. Uh, which top six Scottish Premiership teams' goal difference is closest to zero? What is the name of the 2009 football film about Brian Clough, which starred Michael Sheen? Pass. Which referee dismissed Motherwell's Cedric Kipre on Sunday against Celtic? Uh, pass. 
what was the Suns headline after Inverness beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup? There we go, we just got that one in there. Uh, listen, the producer's been on form with some bizarre questions tonight, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Gordon DL, are you with us? Yes, I am now. Right, same set of questions to you, yes? Yeah. <sighs> Who's going to captain Scotland against Costa Rica on Friday? Which Scottish team plays at Fourth Bank? Sterling Albion. Which top six Scottish Premiership team's goal difference is closest to zero? Come on. What is the name of the 2009 football film about Brian Clough, which starred Michael Sheen? I'll pass. Don't know. Which referee dismissed Motherwell's Cedric Kipri on Craig Sunday Thompson. against Celtic? What was the Sun's headline after Inverness beat Celtic in the Scottish Cup in 2000? Uh. Uh, Inverness go uh, Oh I can't remember <laughs> Ballistic uh, oh, No oh. chance You've absolutely made a mess of that one In future if I Don't just look at me And start snapping your fingers And wiggling from side to side I've no idea what that was all about Right you'll find out in just a second Super Cali oh. Right let's go through them uh, Right Ryan First question up Who will captain Scotland against Costa Rica Easy one tonight Charlie Mulgrew That's one all After the first question Which Scottish team Plays at fourth bank It is Stirling Albion So Gordon DL Moves into a 2-1 lead I was impressed With you both here I don't know if it was A guess or not But it worked Which Scottish Premiership Team's goal difference Is closest to zero It is Kilmarnock There on two You both got that right Which means it's 3-2 To Gordon DL On to the next question What is the name Of the 2009 football film About Brian Clough Which starred Why Michael Sheen the damned United. The damned Stars United. Exactly. Still 3 2 to Gordon DL, and I must say he made it 4 2 because it was Craig Thompson who sent off Cedric Kipre on Sunday. I then, knew that, I know. Oh, and the thing is, Ryan, you got the last one right, and Gordon didn't. What was the Suns' headline after Super Inverness beat Cali. Celtic? Super Cali, go ballistic. <laughs> Celtic are atrocious. So, Ryan, a 3 for you. But it was a four for Gordon Dielli. Just pipped you. Hard lines. Unlucky, man. Good man. That was Ryan from the Gorbals who pushed Gordon Dielli very close. And I must admit, I was delighted with your attempt at that headline. Super Cali. Just one of the ones. Did you see the eye? The panic in his face when he. See, when you gave him one about which century or something like that headline, your face just drops. I know You look so confused you started, uh, Why confused. were you snapping your fingers Because I, I, was... I was trying to get the beat of the song <laughs> <laughs> That Mary Poppins yeah. <laughs> Honestly incredible uh, We are going to hear more from Alex McLeish A bit later on in the programme If you have any thoughts ahead of that game 01419511025 But in the meantime Let's see what we've got on the phones Alec is in Parkhead I think he's got some thoughts about manager of the year Hi Alec Hi how are we doing eh? Gordon obviously listened to the show uh, last night and we were talking about candidates for the, the manager of the year and obviously Stevie Clark would be a great shout but you know I think it would be impossible to ignore Brendan Rodgers if you know it can go in day the treble back to back trebles uh, obviously I was saying to Andy as well that last year we were, we were the Invincibles and everything was amazing this year you know, the form's been up and down. Uh, we've had a lot of injuries. Teams have obviously got to get to grips the way that Celtic's played. And if Celtic can go on and do the double, uh, sorry, the treble again this year, I think, personally myself, it would top the treble that we done last year, if that makes sense. It's an age-old debate, Gordon, because you have to vote before yeah. the treble would or would not be wrapped up. You- I-, I like that last point from Alec, though. 
there's a question If Celtic win the treble this year Now it won't be an undefeated domestic treble We mm. know that And last season was But would this one top that one? Yeah I think so uh, Because the, it, because the, it's a second one yeah, in a row Yeah And uh, to, to achieve it the first time Is a fantastic achievement Especially in the manner um, You know they achieved that uh, treble But to to go and do it again And lose the games And come in for a bit of criticism About defences And Dembele wasn't on fire And some of the players And Brendan Rodgers So to go and to go and achieve another You know, treble Back-to-back trebles Incredible But you're talking about Manager of the year If if Brendan Rodgers gets a, a treble Yeah, he should get it But the other candidates I look at Everybody's touching on it just now Stevie Clark. What a fantastic job he's doing at Rugby Park with Kilmarnock. You look um, sometimes, the people sometimes look out the box away from the, the Rangers and Celtic when they were real, you know, on fire, winning everything. And they look at managers with less finances and doing a terrific job. Steve Clark's one of them. I think Neil Lennon's done a terrific job this season. I really do. If you get into the championship, Jack Ross, for instance, another one that's done a. And who's a, just behind them? David Hopkins. Yep. David Hop. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if you're, you're talking about Kilmarnock come on a budget, and, second, I mean, second, Livingston, incredible. Uh, come up for the uh, League One, and uh, you know, and the play, they could get, second place. They could them. get promoted as well. So you, these guys will come into obviously people's thinking, but you've got to say that <sighs> Brendan Rodgers wins the treble. He's got to be assuring. I need to disagree with you and Alec about saying that this treble will be the best. Now it'll be unbelievable Celtic so do back to back trebles I, I would say it was An hardest. invincible treble though We'll never see that again In my opinion we'll never see that again I think we might We might in the future see a team A, a really strong team Go through and do two trebles We might see it Doing an invincible I think that's unbeatable Alec Aye Obviously I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not taking nothing away I don't mean We all know that you know I could live another 50 years and never see that again and it was special but this year you know other teams have had chances against Celtic and and to go almost two seasons we've only been defeated twice even though to go two seasons it's like you know it's unthinkable uh, when Brendan walked through the, the first the door for the very first time uh, but obviously this season you know it's, there has been chances with Celtic because of their form because of their injuries that you know you look, you know, are we going to get put at a cup or or whatever else? You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, has there ever been a manager that's come in and and, and take out the, the the European side? Is there a, a manager that's come in and like every day get the treble, like one, like six trophies, every trophy that he's entered in that in that uh, country and won everything? I think I think I like uh, Mark touched on a good argument. There's two sides to this argument and people will have their own thoughts on it Mark saying well I thought the first treble would have been now Celtic haven't won the treble let's stop our horses here but Mark touched on Celtic's first treble was will never be achieved again um, but if Celtic do happen to win the second treble do you think that two trebles back to back is going to be achieved again Mark? And so there's two arguments listen I'm not you know, I, I totally see your argument And there'll be a lot of people out there Agree with it But then a lot of people will agree with Alec In the sense that Well, if Brendan Rodgers Hampstead uh, Achieved two back-to-back 
That is yeah. that oh, some, some going. But I think we may see in the future teams that are are, are strong enough to go through and and dominate like Celtic have done, uh, and and potentially win back to back trebles if Celtic go on ahead and do it. I think in years down the line, I think that's a possibility. But to win. To go through a full season undefeated, you know, not. I mean, that's special. That is that is difficult today, and not just doing it in the league, but doing it in the cups where you chop and change your teams sometimes, and sometimes you have wee off nights, surprise venues. To do it in the cups is is different class. Thanks to Alec for his call. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to join us on the line, we've had some important correspondence in Gordon about the mushroom. Yes Now if you're just joining us First of all Where have you been? But I can forgive that You have missed the fact That Mark Wilson's face Is Brighter Than anything you've ever seen It's heating up this studio He was telling us a bit earlier on He had a bit of a mishap In the sunbeds today So he's He's looking Must bit, have been retubed I think it was a new retubing job He's looking a bit worse for wear <laughs> Before I went on And Gordon uh, the, the super scoreboard pundit uh, poet, sorry, poetic oh, substance no. brilliant. has been in no. touch. Brilliant. He says, Gordon, I couldn't resist. You ready? <clears throat> it says, Forget six minutes, give me nine. Big red coupon, unbelievable shine. Studio full of heat, mushroom in denial, no tan evident, just a burning <laughs> hot dial. Indigo Sun regular Complete with loyalty card Recent misdemeanour Has now got him barred Can't be trusted To top up the tan Fun guy's spare time Didn't go to plan <laughs> Brilliant Well done yeah, that's that's good. I can Honestly, even laugh at that I'm happy Through my that. pain <laughs> Great effort Love that Well done Back to the phone lines so Let's try and get some sense Out of this Hi Brian uh, How are you doing Gordon? Not bad What's your point tonight Brian? Uh, it was just about the, the Scott Brown incident At the weekend Yes Maybe you'll be able to tell me the rules better than, than I know, but where does intent come into it? Because as far as I know, if you intend to punch somebody and miss, it's still a red card. So if you intend to kick somebody and it's only a wee kick, how is that not a red card? Right, to answer your question about the rules then, you're kind of right. The, in, the intent does matter, but again, you have to intend to do it with an excessive so you, force, if that makes so you sense. you intend to do it hard? Pretty much. That, that, in a nutshell, so, yes. So you can kick somebody in the leg as long as it's just a wee light kick and it's not a red card off the ball. Essentially, yeah. I mean, listen, as I, I'll just read out the rule and you can make your own mind up, Brian. It's not really for me to interpret, but violent conduct is when a player uses or attempts to use excessive force or brutality against an opponent when not challenging for the ball. So I suppose the next question to you, Brian, would be what Kipre did to Scott Brown, judging by the tone of your call, you you think that was excessive force or brutality? No, I don't. I don't think it was excessive right. force. Well, that's I'm why that's why it wasn't a red card then, or that's why it got I'm reduced. I should say. Where the, the intent comes in. Well, like because I said, there it says violent conduct is when a player uses or attempts to use, but it has to. It still has to have excessive force if that makes sense. Right. right. I know that's fine. I, but I'm just thinking that ones in the past. But well, again with Scott Brown and Neymar. Yeah, I've seen a few people raise that, uh, that comparison. Was, that was, as far as I remember, he connected with, with Neymar about as hard as Kipre connected with Scott Brown. Yeah, is, it, is that a different? I don't. You'll be able to tell me, Gordon. Is that a different? Is that different rules for 
UEFA or no, 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 no. is it still the yeah, same? It's the same yeah, violent okay. conduct's violent conduct. Yeah. And, and listen, Brian's right. I've also seen people uh, want to mention David Beckham. Listen, it, I mean, we're now comparing an incident 20 years ago and, and trying to see if that impacts what happened at Fir Park. I, I don't know. I, I understand what Brian's saying. If you mm. go back to that one, Mark, off the top of my head, I was there, but the, the contact between Scott Brown and Neymar, Brian might be right. But yeah. if we try our hardest to take... Each incident on its own merits It's probably it's, easier to To analyse them Yeah um, And it's It's a tough one We've seen ones in the past as well I, I'm sure I've seen loads of replays And then I can't even think off the top of my head But we've seen them and going Oh he's had a wee kick out on there But mm, It doesn't really merit anything And nothing really happens about them So we, We've seen it both ways or, or we've seen Where someone does have a A, a forceful kick out of someone Miss them And get away with it as well So it's you know, it's it's a thin line, but ultimately, the right decision has been made, probably not for Motherwell on the day, but the right decision now has been made for Cedric Kipri. Brian, I think where you're certainly on to something is, you know, force is quite hard to prove, isn't it? I mean, unless unless you're on the receiving end, it is quite hard to prove. I suppose the other argument is, you know, how would you even begin to say that that was excessive at the weekend? That That's probably where it fell down. I mean, I wasn't in the room. I don't understand exactly. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't say it was excessive. Right. I was The, the reason that, when I, when I was talking about it with people, I was saying about the intent. If you intend to kick somebody, as far as I was concerned, it doesn't matter how hard you connected. If you intend to do it, that's what matters. That's what I, was under, that's what I thought the rule was. But you're telling me. About the excessive force of brutality Yeah listen And by the way That was obviously still a, Deemed to be a yellow card For Cedric Kipre And there are obviously think It's not to say that you, you can Go and kick someone As long as it's light nah, It's just not I, considered Violent conduct And it's not considered A red card for that Yeah So you, It's just something that oh, it's, it's something again That players could use To provoke You can You can give somebody A wee light kick Hoping that they'll react With something heavier And well, maybe, but then Marcus. I tell you what, that goes on anyway in games. Uh, it might not be a kick, but uh, because players get close, they they nip into each other, they, they they do everything to, to then, try and provoke. Then you could say that that Scott Browns was a, a light push on a light the push across. So. There you go. Uh, so round in circles, you you never get an answer. But players players try to provoke other players. There's no doubt about that. And quite often, probably ninety percent of the is time, is that true? Did, is it does the nipping go on at corners? Is that corners? Yeah, 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 yeah I remember Who was that. the worst culprit for oh, that? Are you willing oh, No, I can't even remember. But I mean, strikers all the time. At it, or or when you know me as a defender, I've got the striker in front of them. They put the hand on the back, stand grab your, your shirt, well, sta- or stand your toes, and they do it to try and get the extra yard or try and provoke you into doing something. So it happens. But like I say, ninety percent of the time, you never see it. It's just in these occasions Sometimes it flags up Thank you to Brian and Pollock We're going to get a full-time teaser up and running It's quite a good one I think you'll like it We'll get a full-time teaser after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's show And it's 25 past 7 Which means we get the full time teaser up and running Don't worry Gordon It's not as bad as the, the one you had a bit earlier in the week Definitely doable Oof. Definitely doable this one Sent in by Jerry, And it's that good level I know everyone at home Is going to be able to, to take part And throw some answers in here Because some of them are easy But there's a few tricky ones as well So mm. anyway Sent in by Jerry, mm-hmm. Looking for you to name The 10 most capped England internationals 
mm-hmm. Still playing In the English Premier League Still playing Joe mm-hmm. Hart So we're looking for yeah. the, the 10 players With the most England caps Still playing In the English Premier League Joe Hart is Wayne Rooney Yes That's you got the top two Rooney's First in 119 caps Hart is second On 75 Okay Right, Any more spring to mind at the moment? Go or too quick. It's still a bit to go. Gary Cahill. Don't go too early. Oh. Is that in there? Yes. Right, well, back he, off. He's in fourth place. Yeah. So you've got Rooney, Hart, and Cahill. I'll take one more if you've got it, or if you can think of one more suggestion, even. Yeah, I don't. No. Gareth no. Barry. No, he's not playing. Aye. Aye Gareth, Gareth Barry. Barry. Yes, he's got 53. Well done. Well All right, done. that's four out of the 10. That's a solid start. I'm happy with that. Let's hear a bit more from Alex McLeish, shall we? I said earlier in the programme we were going to do it uh, And that's me just getting round to it He says he, he wants to bring back the swagger and bravado amongst the players Something he claims the national side has lacked over the last few years He believes an injection of youth into the side will help And it could be the key to qualifying for a major tournament We want to qualify for the, the Euros That is our goal, that is our number one goal And, and we, we will never have that out of our minds you know, it's not something to worry about. It's something to face head on and 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 uh, you know, and love it. You know, absolutely love it. We want to get a bit of bravado back into people's mentality and believe that they can compete with the best teams in Europe and if not the world. When they go into games, is to be gallus, if you like. You know, um, believe in yourself. It's a Scottish player and a, a guy who these guys are in the in the squad in merit. They've been playing very well for their clubs, and that's why we chose them. I felt that in recent years that we we maybe haven't had that swagger, and if that's, I don't think that's the only difference. We we want to try and as I said, um, the last campaign undefeated, we were so close to the playoffs, but we've got to find a way. To, to go one better than that. Very often you you get young players coming in and playing with no inhibitions whatsoever and then maybe a part of their career comes along when they start thinking about everything. So I want them to be clear in their minds that there's only one mission here and it's to play to their top level, top performance level, concentration. We When we don't have the ball, they have to recover quickly. They have to close down quickly. If we can't close down, then we, we we gather together as a group to make sure that we are difficult to beat as well. But when we have the ball, we'll look to express and and hopefully play as expansively as the opposition would allow us. Neil is in Kirkintilloch on the line. Hi, Neil. Hello, Neil. Oh, he's just disappeared. We need to try and get Neil back. I don't even know what he was going to say as well. It was no. something about the lineup for tomorrow night. What about that comments from Alex McLeish there? Um, the, the, the words that jumped out: swagger, bravado. You can see what he means, can't you? Just trying to get a bit of uh, yeah personality back into the team. I don't know. Try and create some sort of play with a bit of freedom. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the right way of going about it. You know, you you're putting these guys on the stage, um, and that their performances for their club of of you know. Have made them thoroughly deserve this, but you don't want them to freeze on the big stage. You don't want to put too much pressure on them. Say, you know, that's your one and only chance. You need to perform and perform like robots. 
It would be good to see them go out there and play with a bit of freedom and enjoy the game. And we all know, you know, when we've played the game, the games that you go out and feel relaxed, all right, nervous, but relaxed and enjoy the game, more often than not, you play better. So that's what I'm hoping the, the young guys come in, full of energy, but also relaxed and full of confidence. And that's what Alex is saying. And, and maybe that'll be the key to getting us somewhere rather than that kind of stiff, rigid kind of play that's that's forced us to not make or, or not get good results uh, in the past. So here's something, fingers crossed. Who in particular are you looking at or are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow, Gordon? And it's not, that doesn't necessarily mean someone who's uncapped because it might be someone who's been in the fringes of the squad before that you think right now is their time to really push on and establish themselves. What would be the main thing you'd be looking to take uh, away the, the main one wise. the main guy for me and I know he's been about the squad play uh, is McGinn uh, another season on Gordon he gets better and better at boys having a terrific season at Hibs the big the big question mark always was can he be the guy that fills Scott Brown's boots well I don't think it is because I don't think that's his style of play but I think you know, they're different types of players yeah, aren't they yeah but I think he can bring so much to that middle of the park so I'll be interesting to see how he develops tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I don't know what Neil is, what is happening with Neil and Kirk and Tillock, but we had him for a second time. I was just yeah. about to speak to him again, and he's somehow yeah, gone yeah, again. Phone so, you think McGinn is that different from what Brown was? Or maybe not was, but is yeah, at, yeah, the, yeah, at, yeah, at the, the same age. Point. I think they're they're very similar. I think the way they play the game. I know Brownie's changed his game. Uh, well he changed it in the last what but two or three years you are admittedly talking about Scott Brown from 10 years ago uh, 10 years yeah. ago that's what I'm talking about okay. at the same age so I think they're I think they're similar um, that drive and power that that Scott Brown brought to the team I think McGinn has got that in abundance so I think they're similar I'm looking forward to seeing all the mix McTominay mm. uh, McGinn and if McBurney gets a chance you know he's he's banging them in down south Um Hopefully he can do it on on the on the big stage, but it's a big ask. You, t- you talk you talk about you know the individual players. I'm I'm really interested to see how Alec goes about you know with this team. Um, will he what formation will Shame he play? Yeah. What sort of football will he play? What will he encourage to play? Uh, it's a it's a new beginning, and I think that um, everyone you know James McFadden's there, Peter Grant's there, really looking forward to it. Stevie Woods, I forgot about him, goalkeeping coach. Um, he'll be a big a big plus in there as well Brings a lot of experience So really looking forward to seeing The new dawn as it's called you know, And uh, how we're going to go about our business How do we go about handling The situation regarding Scott McTominay Mark Because he arrives to much fanfare Having chosen Scotland If you, if you want to word it that way He's Scottish he says He feels Scottish So maybe, maybe um, it was always going to be Us all along so to speak But he's a Man United player There was this Situation about whether he would play for Scotland or not. How do how do we guard against people expecting too much? Well, perhaps that's, or? that's what I was going to say. I think it's important that us as fans look at it and give a guy a chance. He's not going to come in and, and be messy and run by five players and score a wonder goal. That's not the type of player he is. And just because he plays for Man United doesn't mean he's going to come be man of the match, a standout head and shoulders above any other Scotland player. It's not going to happen. What he is, is he's more like a Darren Fletcher. You know, great player for the country, but never never really your man of the match every game. But there's no doubt you'd rather him in your team. You know, a, a guy playing at the top level in Europe, you'd rather him in the Scotland team than, than, say, passing up the opportunity and going to England. So 
you're totally right. So I just hope we don't judge him too well, that's what I mean. Mark, because you're, to- you're talking about guys that, you know, okay, he's Manchester United, and you've got to be a, a sensational player to play the clubs like that. But he's not played a lot of first team games. So I hope that the, the supporters going along there tomorrow night as gives them a bit of you know patience and encouragement and and let's not judge them too quickly. They need time to settle in. It's a different type of football. Uh, we've witnessed many times before, and and Fletcher you touched on. I thought was a magnificent player at Manchester United. Come in for a lot of criticism when he played with Scotland at times. Um, so I just hope that we give them the opportunity and the time just to settle into international football, which is completely different. Mark will tell you he's had one cap. Yeah, but oh, I was I was different that night <laughs> for that twenty odd minutes. There's the one difference. cap between us in here. Exactly. I don't know what you're laughing at. Um, we are probably short in the striking department anyway, and that's compounded by the fact that Lee Griffiths is injured and unavailable. So realistically, if you're looking at out and out strikers as such. We are in a situation where we have Ollie McBurney and Jason Cummings. So a bit of well, we're there. Or Gordon's number ten, Callum Parson. Get him up there. Gordon wants to see him right up, up there. Top. Yeah. Um, on a serious note, between those two, though, then again, listen. People cannot. People can look at it right now all they want and say, "No, nah, I don't think they're going to do it for that." Lip. But this is a chance for them to go and prove that they can do it. Well, it's the opportunity that that strikers. Um, I think strikers and goalies are. Are kind of the same You have to wait for your opportunity Especially if you're playing With one up front You know in the same goal You have to wait for an opportunity For there to be injuries So these two boys Have seen the squad Seen injuries It's now their chance to do it Which one or or both Will they go with both I don't know if they'll go with both But it's a chance for one of them And I'm not too sure Which one he'll, he'll pick To start the game Okay 01419511025 Brian's in Falkirk Let's speak to Brian Hello Brian Hello guys What's your point What's tonight? It? I'm a big Scotland fan, but I'm really, I just kept my quiche here. I don't know what the guys think, but I'm struggling to get inspired. I usually go to the games, but I've lost all interest. It's just not an inspiring appointment. I don't know what it'd be doom and gloom, but what do you think, guys? Uh, well, look, I, I, I made my opinions clear tonight. I think we were on here and Alex was appointed. Yeah. And I didn't think it was, it was the same with Brian. I didn't think it was a particularly inspiring choice. And I think. That's reflected in the ticket sales Now I'm not saying if they got I don't know A, a, a European manager Or a, whoever we were chatting about Michael O'Neill Or you know Jorgen Klinsmann's name I'm not saying if they had them It'd be 45,000 at Hamden But I just think the crowd Might have been boosted with, with someone else However the, the decision's been made He's now the boss I would like to see us get behind him um, But again going back to it what we're seeing at the start of the show, the four fixtures he's got right away are not easy fixtures. And if he doesn't get off to the best start, then, you know, guys like Brian who aren't inspired just now will be even less so after the four fixtures. Brian, I'm, I'm not, this isn't a trick question. I genuinely am curious. If you're talking about the way he spoke there in his interview, who, who would be the last Scotland manager that did inspire you listening to him? Well, when we went there, Strachan, when he first came in, the fans were screaming out for change in. And Strachan was quite an inspiration. It didn't work out, but we had good results along the way. We beat Ireland at, at Parkhead. We've, we've had good performances, and we've had, obviously, ones that we've dropped points and we didn't go. But ended up with no going to competitions. But this, this time, I don't know if it's been because he's been before. I just 
images with the same age group as Gordon, when you used to make up a World Cup team and a squad and everything in the 70s. And, but this one just doesn't inspire me at all. Eh? It's really... I'm down, in, I'm down in the dumps about it, to be quite honest. Maybe therein lies the problem. And by the way, Brian's well entitled. I, I probably would if I was of that era or generation, Gordon. But maybe comparing it to the, the squads that reached World Cups and so on is... Is part of the problem Maybe that's the wrong way to go Yeah but You do that with every team You know Gordon When you get into Your, your late 40s um, You look back <laughs> you And you think of one, uh, Just keep quiet Brian We'll keep this going um, No You can look back To the The, the quality of players The Douglasies The Sionises Riox All these guys Even going back to Dennis Laws And Lorimers And you know You can A million of them But we're here In the modern day football It's changed the manager is in for a second time. Yes, I think a lot of Scotland fans wasn't their number one choice. But he's here and we've got to give him the back and give him the support. Uh, the fans have been crying out for youth. Um, he's doing that. So get behind him and let's see where it takes us. I'll take a quick couple if you've got any on the teaser looking oh, for the 12. Top, top 10 <laughs> highest, um, most capped England internationals, if you like, still playing in the English Premier League. So you've got Rooney, Hart, Cahill and Barry Just give me a couple more at well, the moment Well Mark, you want to go with one? Crouch Yes, he's yeah. got 42 caps yep. What about James Milner? Yes, he's got oh, 60 Good shout, good shout and One more um, I'm going to get a, a wee snap here Snap Stab Theo Walcott Yes, good he's one. in there as well So you've got one, two, three still to get on the teaser We'll get them next But in the meantime, listen to this How would you like £2,000 paid into your bank account on Friday? Listen, this must be prime time of the year For people planning holidays and looking to spend their money Well, you could have £2,000 extra in your bank If you enter Clyde One's 2K day uh, tomorrow morning Now, you need, well, listen, it's going to be announced tomorrow morning You can enter it right now All you have to do is text the word YES to 61025 That's YES to 61025 As always, you need a G, M, L, P, A, K, A or F, K in your postcode A winner will be chosen at random when the lines close at 9am tomorrow So you don't have too much longer to get involved Text cost £1.50 T's and C's and online entry are at Clyde1.com Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com Download the app and score a tap-in Please gamble responsibly Gordon DL and Mark Wilson here in the final part of tonight's show And they have been talking some amount of rubbish Trying to get their answers for this teaser We're looking for the 10 most capped England internationals Still playing in the English Premier League We've got Rooney, Hart, Milner, Cahill, Barry, Walcott and Crouch so far mm-hmm. Do you want another I'll one? I'll take one more each I'm going to go John Terry Up in the league Wow Don't. I'll give you a second Just to think oh, about no, that Premier, no, Premier League uh, Is in the championship That wasn't the year One you were saving Was it? Michael Carrick No He's still playing Many caps has he got? He's out with the top 10 I got, Obviously Remember he got bombed All the is time Is that okay? Uh, is that your belt? Defoe John Terry <laughs> Defoe <laughs> Give it the big build up In the break yes, Defoe Defoe I didn't get there See enough names You'll get there Yagi Elka Yes. yes So yes. only one more to get Plenty of time to do it I'm confident you can do it Only one more Jaggy Elka And the four Were the latest um, no. two there Let's speak to Stuart In Newton Merns Hi Stuart Hi good evening guys How you doing? Not yes, bad Stuart. What's your point tonight Stuart? Um, so my point's probably To Mark Wilson Because uh, he's probably The one that'll probably Have more info on it But uh, I'm a Celtic fan 
um, but when I was brought up, I was brought up in Dundee. My dad was a head steward at Dundee United, so I came through seeing players like Davy Neri, Paul Sturrock, um, Billy Thompson, and and so on and so on. So I came through the wonder years at Dundee United. Um, obviously, over the last few seasons, Dundee United have kind of fell away a bit. Um, and I just want to hear Mark's uh, opinion on. Obviously, they've brought in Paul Sturrock today as assistant manager. Yep. So does he think that that might be the spark that Dundee United need? One of the old guards to come in and maybe transform Dundee United's fortunes around. But uh, you know, I seen the news today. I thought it was a, a very positive move. Um, I know Paul um, is getting on in age, but the experience he's got and the the relationship he's got with that club, I don't think you can underestimate. Um, I think that's been missing for the club for a long time now. Um, yeah, guys I who mean, really know the club inside it. And I mean, you know what? The sad thing is, Stuart, speaking to Morris Malpass about uh, probably a couple of months ago, and he was saying that how he's not really involved in the club either. Now, I know Mo had his chance here, but legends like Cam and Paul Hager and all that. I think there's always a place there for, for those guys. Um, so Paul Sturrock, I think, is a positive move. As much as I don't mean it to sound negative, I think it clearly is. I can hear the words coming out mm. already. Is there a bit of desperation about yes. this? Oh, yeah. without and, a doubt. And, and, and yeah. I would guarantee you, that's not the manager's choice. See, mm. if I was a manager, I'd be out the door now. But already, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark had... He had Ray McKinnon's staff anyway, didn't he? Shabal Asley didn't bring his own staff. Yeah, I think that was one of the, the things that he was he was coming in and he was... He was alone he, he couldn't bring anybody with him So I don't think it's been A particularly good appointment Must be honest And I think results show that yeah. I, I, But even at the time I was thinking What's going on here This is a name from From nowhere I know he's managed In the country before But uh, the names that were involved In going for the job And the You know the CVs And the back history That they had in the league Some of the guys You thought Yeah they would suit the club But You know I just looked at it And I thought not a good appointment So I think Gordon's right I don't think it's a manager's appointment But I think it's something that Dundee United needs Somebody t- who can relate to the club And where the club have been And which way they actually want to go Stuart Yeah I mean You also think as well uh, Just obviously my final point in, in regards to the boardroom stuff Because obviously When old Eddie Thompson was about he, um, Dundee United were having some good fortunes At that point as well Um Obviously, unfortunately, he passed away and left it to young Eddie. Um, and young Eddie seemed to, from obviously Dundee United fans' point of view, run it into the ground. And now they've brought in Mike Martin, um, who obviously for me, reading up on Mike Martin, he's more of a financial guy. Um, so do you think obviously bringing him in as well, do you think he's coming in to look at maybe changing the financial fortune of Dundee United? Or do you think he might again... Um, have done the United's interests at heart and maybe try and get them back to that top well, not the top but get them back to where they were well, hence the appointment of Paul Sturrock yeah I think anybody that came in and Mike Martin's obviously got a bit of cash behind him and he's he started off I think he bought Gussie Park um, right away so I think he's obviously got Dundee United's best interests at heart so I think anybody that's come in and spends that money right away they obviously see a club with potential uh, uh, you know with the stadium and the history um, and it's it's obviously trying to get back to the, the top flight So I think looking at Paul Sturrock I, I'd be surprised if that wasn't a, wasn't a his decision or, or someone upstairs' decision to bring him in And it's been told to the manager This is what's happening But um, 
I think he'll I think he'll do a decent job. And I know Stephen Thompson gets a lot of stick. He, he does from a lot of a lot of people. But you got to remember, there's some good years under Stephen Thompson as well. You know, Dundee United getting to cup finals and actually winning the cup and things like that. And you know, I was I, I played under both Stephen and Eddie, so two thoroughly decent guys. But um, I'd I'd like to see Dundee United get back to somewhere close to where they were. You know, uh, five ten years ago. Stuart, I'll give the final word to you. Yeah, no, that that was all. I mean, my other my other thing would be uh, to Gordon. Gordon, I used to watch you at Glen Afton mm. uh, back in the early two thousand. Mm. Um, so again, obviously, uh, funnily enough, sure, he, he, he tends he tends to talk about his Man City career a bit more than his Glen no, Afton. No, 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 I'm glad you brought this. I enjoyed my days down in Ayrshire. Lovely people. Uh, really, you know, loved it. <laughs> Didn't have much to say there about Glen Ashton. Just lovely people loved it. Was he any good? Sure. Was he? I was going to say was he was he slowing up a bit then, but he didn't. He didn't do much running by that stage, did you? Can't imagine. Nah, nah, he was managing. There was definitely no running. Definitely no running at all. But running nah, nah, a decent job, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Well done. That was Stuart and Newton Merns there. Thanks for the thoughts. Um. Just on the subject of Dundee United It takes us into a more general conversation About the top of that championship We had Stephen McGinn The St Mirren captain in this very studio last night You know, acknowledging That it's it's getting very, very close indeed What what about f- for Dundee United then, Mark? I'm not saying they're going to have given up already But will there be an acknowledgement there That overtaking St Mirren is nearly impossible And therefore it's just about trying to get yourself In the best form possible yeah. So that you can take on these playoffs Yeah, it's like... We all know football It's impossible The way they're playing I know the points difference It tells the difference story. But the way they're playing They're never going to catch St Mirren So that's it At the equation So that's a failure right away Because Dundee United Are probably favourites To win that league At the start of the season But you're right It's it's about getting In the best possible run of form Going into the playoffs I think momentum In playoffs Is very important You know Going with a bit of confidence Playing well A few wins behind you All of a sudden You're, you're in a much better place but the thing is With Dundee United They could go a few games just now In a good run of form And then it could go horribly wrong That's the story of their season So inconsistent When you think they're turning the corner They go the opposite way again I mean it's a far cry For, for what they were um, When I was there first time And even second time round When I was there Where you had all the good young players Coming through Your goals and Andy Robertson's That seems a million years ago now mm-hmm. And it was only What four or five years ago such a different club nowadays And of course the thing is as well We already know that those Playoffs tend to favour The top flight team anyway Gordon We saw it last year In fact it was Dundee United the yeah, lost against Hamilton, Hamilton Ackies We've had obviously The dramatic occasion When hit, um, Hamilton Ackies Managed to relegate Hibs So to speak But just just overall You, you get the feeling that it's Well it is weighted In, in favour of the Premiership team That's not really in doubt Just lo- just looking at the The three teams Just now Gordon You've got Livingston And you've got Dundee United And what Morton Yep and now Queen of the South Are not too Queen, far Queen, away Yeah If if I was um, Finishing In the playoffs In the Premier League I'd be looking to get Dundee United I think they're You a, think they're, so? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not a good side At all There's something wrong there I think even The appointment today and I know what Mark's t- touching on about Somebody knows the club and the experience I don't buy into all that now uh, Paul Storick's been away A ter- terrific lad, great management stuff Been away for a long time, Scottish football Let's round off this teaser We're looking for the top 10 in t- So highest 10 highest caps England oh, I'm making a right mess of this It would help mm. if I read it out The English players with the most caps Who are still playing in the English Premier League mm. Basically 
I really should have just read it off the bit of paper I've got in front of me. So it's Rooney, Hart, Milner, Cahill, Defoe, Barry, Walcott, Crouch, and Jagielka. You have got one more to get. Andy Carroll. And I knew it was the hardest one. Andy no. Carroll. Welbeck. No. Henderson. No. I knew this was going to be the last one. Sterling. Nope. Walker. Nope. Give us a clue then. Plays for England. He's a fullback. Walker. <laughs> that wasn't Walker a second ago, it's still not Walker. I just knew you would forget about this guy. He's a fullback. Mm-hmm. He's still playing. Yes. In the English Premier League. He's formerly of Liverpool and Chelsea. He's not there anymore, but he's still in the league. Come on, Mark. You're the, you're you're never a fullback club. the fullback club, no. Gonna have to be quick. Listening at that fullback club level, unfortunately. Plays for Stoke. I still don't Quickly. know. Quickly. <laughs> I still don't know. Glenn Johnson. Oh! Thank you to Mark and Gordon. We're back at six o'clock tomorrow with Hugh and Derek. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet in play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly.